Hello and welcome to another MLB edition of the DFS Today podcast, which is brought to you by Sports Ethos. My name is Joe Orico, and for those of you who don't know me, I host the Fantasy MLB Today podcast, also on the Sports Ethos platform. And now with the other sports winding down for the year, I'm going to be hosting some DFS shows on this channel to do with the Yahoo site. So if you guys do play Yahoo DFS, we are going to be going over some preferred matchups, some players that look really nice in terms of ballpark factors tonight, in terms of their their matchups, in terms of where they are in the lineups. So we're going to be going over some more general strategy notes. Uh, As of last week, I was giving you guys a lineup that I would be playing But I have since been told that I cannot do that. So we're going to be just going over more general strategy and interesting players tonight. So we're going to be looking at the 7 o'clock slate. And there's not really a ton of games today. There's eight games. Two of them start before this slate. I think actually three of them start before this slate gets going. So we're going to be looking at a smaller group of pitchers to choose from. There are two pitchers priced over $40. Those are Max Fried and Chris Bassett. And they're going to be going up against one another. So while they may be the two best pitchers on the slate, you do have to realize at the same time, if you do deploy both of them, the best you can hope for between them is one win. So Max Fried is the most expensive pitcher here, and I'm going to be staying away from him despite his early success this season. He's going up against a red-hot Mets team on the road who, as recently as yesterday, put up 10 runs. So we know what they can do as an offense. Now they are going up against a better pitcher today than yesterday. They get Max Fried today. They had Zach Eflin yesterday. But on a team on that kind of a tear, I don't know that I want to spend uh, the most money I'm going to be using in my lineup on a guy who, despite being very good, is going into a very tough matchup here. So I'm not massive on Freed for tonight. Chris Bassett, I'm a little more comfortable using in a home tilt against the Braves. Uh, he's been just as good as Bassett, if not even a little bit better. So I feel I feel more confident here. Uh, the Braves haven't been a bad team so far by any stretch, and they have a very good lineup. So it is also a risky play to use Bassett because any given night, that Braves team could go off for a 10-run night. Uh, we haven't seen too much of that in the early going, but they have a lot of powerful bats on that team. Especially now with Ronald Acuna Jr. back, they're, they're a dangerous team. So both of these guys, both of the more expensive pitcher options, I'm probably going to be staying away from more often than not tonight. Chris Paddock is one guy who really interests me, and he's kind of fixed his game these last couple of starts. Over his last two starts, which totals 10 and two-thirds innings, he's given up three earned runs and struck out 10. While only walking one batter, he's only walked one batter the entire year, which is definitely a really massive plus for Chris Paddock. He has thrown uh, in the 70s in his first two starts, and then his last start was 87 pitches. So you'd have to expect that he's probably going to be okay for 100 pitches tonight if the situation allows for it, if his performance allows for it. He's going on the road to face a Baltimore team that did have a a nice offensive day yesterday against the Red Sox. They're not a strong offense, and I don't expect them to do that again. They scored nine runs yesterday. I think it's a very slim chance that they have another big offensive day, especially against Chris Paddock, who has shown uh, definite improvement over his last couple of starts. Specifically, if you guys do play season-long formats, Chris Paddock is definitely a guy to add, but tonight, especially at the salary of only $36, he's a very appealing option. Drew Rasmussen is another guy very appealing, going on the road to face the Oakland Athletics. He's coming off his best start of the season, which was a six-inning, two-hit, nine-strikeout performance, which turned in 37.3 fantasy points against the Mariners. 
Very nice option here tonight. Now, in his previous starts, there was a bit of a worry about how deep he could go. So he went, in, starting from the beginning, he went four innings, then five innings, then three innings. Not the deepest of starts, uh, 64, 68, and 79 pitches respectively. Now he threw 84 his last time out, so you have to figure he'll be around that same range again. And similarly to Paddock, depending on performance, if he is able to have a, have a nice evening, then there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to get into that 90 to 100 pitch range. The, the matchups are very advantageous here uh, in terms of Paddock and Rasmussen. So they're probably the preferred options on the slate tonight uh, for me. There are a couple of other iffy plays uh, in the Yankee and Blue Jay game. Jordan Montgomery and Ross Stripling, I think, are both very iffy plays. Montgomery has been very good this season, pitching to a 2.70 ERA while having not terrible walk numbers. And he's made it through at least five innings in each of his last three starts. The pitch count hasn't gotten above 86, so there's a little bit of a worry there. This is a very tough right-handed Blue Jays lineup. I know they've brought in some more lefties this season. They have a little bit more uh, versatility there with Rymel Tapia and Bradley Zimmer. Not a massive worry, I don't think. And especially against a lefty here, Jordan Montgomery, you're probably not going to see those guys in the lineup. It, it's possible. Zimmer almost definitely won't be. Tapia is a chance. But you're probably going to be seeing seven, maybe maybe even eight right-handed hitters in the Blue Jay lineup. So I'm not crazy about the prospects of using him there. He's not a terrible option. He's definitely not the worst option on the slate. Uh, the Blue Jays' offense hasn't really figured itself out in earnest yet this season. So it's not a terrible play for $33. He's not a recommended play, but I think if you're going to be spending more of your money on your lineups tonight and you need somebody who's a little bit cheaper, Montgomery's not a bad option. Ross Stripling is also coming off of a couple of really good outings, specific, excuse me, specifically the last one against the Red Sox at home. He was able to go five innings, only giving up one earned run and striking out seven, while throwing a season-high 84 pitches. He's kept the walks fairly down. Uh, the first, or his, sorry, his second outing of the year was a relief appearance against the Rangers, and he walked three guys. Other than that, he's only walked one batter the entire season. So you like the control. The strikeouts aren't massively there, but he did strike out seven Red Sox over five last time. I don't really expect a duplication of that, but you do have a fairly right-handed, heavy uh, Yankees lineup. So I don't mind Stripling. Similarly to Montgomery, he's more of a guy, if you've spent a lot of your money on your position players today, and you're kind of struggling, you have somewhere in this range of money left, 30-ish dollars, uh, he's probably the best guy at his price or lower. So the guys who are cheaper than him tonight are Jake Odorizzi against Seattle, Dalton Jeffries against Tampa, and, and Tyler Wells against Minnesota. None of those three guys are really going to be interesting to me. Jeffries, perhaps, uh, but not really. He's not a, not a massive target. He's another guy who is kind of an emergency fill-in if you spent a ton of money on, on your position players. In terms of the guys who... I'm going to be targeting for lineups. Let's look at the pitching matchups and look at who I think will not fare very well tonight. So Odorizzi, who I mentioned, and Tyler Wells, I don't think that they're going to do particularly well tonight versus uh, going up against Seattle and Minnesota, respectively. So the Twins have been very hot. Seattle's been okay, but I just don't like Odorizzi very much. I don't think that you can expect a ton out of him. It's a home matchup for sure. Coming off a good, uh, good outing against the Rangers, who have not been a very good team. 
So he's been added in a lot of places in season-long formats, and I expect him to be fairly highly rostered tonight, but I don't have a lot of faith in him against Seattle here. I, he's not he's not a great pitcher. Two great starts in a row from him is a lot to ask for. Yes, he's pitching at home. Yes, the Mariners are not a crazy prolific team, but they're not. They're a sneaky, decent lineup over there between Ty France, uh, Julio Rodriguez starting to figure it out, Adam Frazier's doing very well. So I'm not big on using Odorizzi tonight. If you have, uh, on the other side, if you have left-handed batters for the Mariners, such as Frazier, uh, I would feel very good about using them tonight against Odorizzi. Tyler Wells, I feel obviously not very confident about him. He hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been terrible. His last time out against the Yankees over five innings, he gave up two earned runs, and he's not bad. There are not a lot of options on the slate tonight, right? So he's not a terrible option, but he's probably the lowest option that you're going to see here from the pitching options. There is not, like I said, there's like this is like a five, six game slate. So you're not going to have a ton of options to choose from to pick and choose your best, um, your best matchups. He is, well, you can still pick and choose your best matchups. They just might not be as good as they would be on a 15 game slate or a 13 or whatever. So Wells is someone I'm definitely going to be targeting. You're going to want to be putting twins in your lineups tonight. So I personally am going to be using quite a bit of the catcher, Ryan Jeffers and Carlos Correa, uh, with the potential for also Jorge Polanco and a couple of other guys. But I really like Minnesota bats tonight. Uh, Seattle bats as well. Like I mentioned, uh, Jesse Winker, Adam Frazier, Ty France. I'd feel very confident using those guys. Odorizzi does not bring me a lot of faith that there will be a repeat of his last start. So I'm not really going to uh, have a lot of faith in him. I think the Seattle is going to win this game. I think this will be a Seattle victory. So I'm very confident in their bats. Let's talk about a couple of other guys who I like tonight for one reason or another. So Sheldon Noisy for the Oakland Athletics. Has been very good. He's been a very serviceable player um, in category and in points formats. He's been across the cat across the board contributor. Average. He's hit a couple of home runs. He's stealing. He's scoring a decent amount of runs. He's driving them in. He's on a hot streak right now, and this is the time to use him. He's going up against Rasmussen, who I think is one of the better options tonight. But batting at top of that lineup there, I think that he can return you decent value. He's not going to be great probably but for the price he is which is 13 or 12 dollars i feel i feel pretty good about him now he's not going to be someone who's going to be rest of the year kind of guy i don't think but while he's hot you want to you want to be right in the hot hand he has returned in four of his last five games at least five fantasy points and in three of those games over 15 so definitely an interesting play here tonight uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is also interesting to me because of the price drop. So when he first came back, he was $7. $7 for that first game, the minimum salary. And, you know, he stole two bases. He had a base hit. He was pretty good then. The last couple of games since then, he has gone 1 for 4 and 0 for 4 with a walk. So that price has come down. After the $7 game, it went up to 23 then up to 25 and now we're back at 18. Now, part of that is the matchup with Chris Bassett, and part of that is that he has been struggling a little bit. This is a really good opportunity to use him here while the price is discounted because he has potential. The upside for him is higher than pretty much anybody else you're ever going to see in this kind of price range. So in terms of the $18 outfielders, you also have Max Kepler and Giancarlo Stanton. In terms of a little bit cheaper options, you have Kyle Tucker, 
Brandon Nimmo, Aaron Hicks, Starling Marte. There's not really anybody in that range or around that range that has the kind of upside that Acuna has. So for $18, I feel really good about him there. That's pretty much going to do it for us. Uh, maybe I'll talk about just a couple more options in terms of pivots in case these guys um, who I like are sitting tonight. So Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has had a couple of down games in a row against Houston. Overall, he's been on a little bit of a, of a struggling period right now. Over his last five games, just the one hit. And it was a home run, but he's definitely not been doing very well. So the price has adjusted down to $18 for him. It's been 18 for the last couple of games, actually. Uh, but typically more of a t- mid-20s player, low-20s to mid-20s for salary. So in the righty-lefty matchup here against Montgomery, I like Vlad to get back to what we know, right? Uh, he's been 275 at the moment. Not exactly Vladimir Guerrero number right there. It will fluctuate. Obviously, we're early in the season. But he has been struggling throughout his last, uh, let's see, 12... 19 at-bats. He's, he's one for his last 19. So definitely room for improvement there. Definitely could be more expensive, and it's definitely a pretty good matchup. So I feel pretty good about Flatty there. Uh, in terms of second baseman, Adam Frazier and Brandon Lowe are those guys in that $14 range who I like. But once you get cheaper, there's not really too much uh, to look at. I already talked about Sheldon Noisy at third. He's a pretty good option there for 12 bucks. Uh, and then Carlos Correa, I think, is pretty solid here as well. Uh, moving into shortstop, just in that matchup against Wells, I really like Correa. And then I've already talked about uh, some outfield guys that I like, Acuna, Jesse Winker. So let's leave it there for now. Um, just to recap a little bit, uh, Chris Paddock looks like a really good option tonight. Drew Rasmussen as well. Uh, I would be targeting uh, Minnesota and Seattle players in your lineups based on the matchups that I'm seeing. Guys, let me know on Twitter what you think of the show so far. If you'd like me to cover different things, if you'd like me to expand, uh, what have you, hit me up at JoeOrico99. So that's at J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O-99. Hit me with any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, whatever. Uh, Either DM me or just tweet right at me and I'll get back to you over there. Thank you for listening and we will see you again tomorrow. Cheers, everybody.